This is the Strength Anger Podcast, part of the Berserker Strength Radio Network, featuring APF Illinois State Chairman Eric Stone, as well as AAPF AWPC Powerlifter Robert Bain. We are coming at you from 2XL Powerlifting in Lombard, Illinois, and you can find this podcast online on anchor.fm. Okay, here we are. A fairly exhausted Bane and Stone. Episode 14. Episode 14. Uh, we are going to go over females and social media today. <laughs> Who is slipping in your DMs? Oh my God, I've waited for this episode. This is going to be so much fun. So let's, uh, let's start off with a little bit of feedback from last week, Bane. Um, I will tell you from the analytics. Yes. That last week was once again our highest downloaded week. Um, a lot of downloads actually of our powerlifting program review episode. Mm-hmm. Quite a few of the Wayne Pullum episode, and then some of the old episodes as well. Yeah, um, but we seem to get a lot of good downloads on that program review episode. So maybe that should be a topic we should touch back on again, more on programming and program design. Yeah, I think we get into something like that. You get into different... Uh exercises and, and assistance a lot of folks i think are looking for that special sauce that you know whatever the uh the silver bullet's going to be right and i think that's kind of where, where episodes like that really get a lot of traction is people really want to hear like hey if i do this program or this, they just want ideas because they see themselves for whatever reason plateauing like hey i lived it two days i'm not strong yet so what do i do <laughs> yep not saying anybody listening would do that but um well we actually got a very very nice review on the itunes did we? We did uh, from Mike Bussman. He actually reached out to me. Uh, he DM me, and so I started listening to this podcast last week with episode three because I love hearing about the history of powerlifting. And now started back with episode one as a classic rock competitor. Love hearing about single and multiply in the history of both. This podcast has been refreshing so far. As many others I come across are just people interviewing the same guests and getting the same stories. Stoked to have found this and be able to add it to my subscriptions. So appreciate it, Mike. Good shout out. And uh, extremely informative was his uh, his title for that. So excellent, yeah. I actually got a a random PM, which is the Facebook version. Oh, um, from a lifter up in Minnesota, Dr. Okay. Fred Carey. Nice. Who said he has a podcast of his own, which I will try to check out. He's a chiropractor and does some alternative medicine stuff, and said he really enjoyed hearing about some of the history of powerlifting because he's been around a long time. Yeah. He posted, I think a picture of him at like teenage nationals and he's i don't know how old he is but he's he's definitely a master's he's, lifter he's not a teenager now right so he's been lifting a long time okay so what has been going on with you bane other than uh the feedback from this this Man, podcast it was a long weekend uh you know we'll, we'll, we'll touch on a little bit but i was here at 2xl for you know a good portion of the weekend um you know helping out with Announcing, spotting, loading, you can hear from my voice. I did all the yelling and things like I usually do when I'm on the platform. So that was great. And uh, also had a friend coming to town, Chris Meadows. Uh, you know, Eric, you're familiar with Chris. He came with us to uh, to England. Uh, also came with us down to Nationals in uh, South Carolina uh, this year. <clears throat> so Chris is over. He was competing on Sunday. Uh, also on Sunday, uh, my daughter Lily uh, started her gymnastics season. So we were out of that. Uh, she did great. She got second in the overall and then did very well. Actually, the event she was most worried about was beam, and she ended up winning. Excellent. Uh, which is awesome. So uh, she did great. It was a really great start to the season. She did have a 
Bit of a bad season last year, but just wasn't a great one. Not like the one before, which, you know, AAU state champ did a whole thing. And so uh, really good because normally this is the first meet is her usually her worst meet. And so if this is a, you know, sign of things to come, I think it's going to be a really great season. So I'm very excited about that. So I uh, got some training in. I uh, went to go check out a new gym. Did some schedules and everything like that. And so that's uh, that's kind of what's going on with me. What is going on with you, Mr. Stone? Uh, I mean, exhaustion is probably number one. Yeah. Um, we ran uh, actually our, our final meet here at 20 Yorktown Convenience Center. Wow. We've been here for three plus years, and I was actually going to look up, I think for next week's episode, since we're going to talk about running meets, I will look up how many meets we ran at this location, and not even just the ones offsite, but just the ones here. Um, maybe I'll look up how many meets total I've run. I don't even know if I could go back and find them all. I have them saved all somewhere. But uh, we ran the Illinois Raw Power Challenge this weekend, a three-day event. Uh, the amount of trash produced at this meet is just <laughs> unbelievable. We're getting a bigger dumpster at our new facility. Nice. Uh, but for right now, some of it is sitting in my trailer waiting to be dumped in the dumpster because we just had so much. Wow. Um 2XL is moving, if you haven't heard. Yeah. Moving into a 22,000-square-foot state-of-the-art facility. My partner, Howard, has been working hard actually all day today working on getting permits from the village and setting up internet and utilities, paying a past-due water bill, which was not had anything to do with us. But As as a preview of what is bullshit, that's not what we... Yeah, that (laughs) is is the topic, but that is bullshit. That is bullshit, but, you know, it's like a lot of things, it's kind of the cost of doing business. Yep. Um, but that, uh, that's what's going on with me. It's a lot of busyness. Uh, I don't foresee it slowing down anytime soon. No, no. And, um, I'm not gonna lie. I am excited for the move. I, I am excited to train in the new space and, and I'm really excited for the events to kick off at the new space. I think that's going to be a really, really cool environment to, uh, to compete at, to help at, and really to expose more people to this weird sport that we do. And one of the nice things about running, you know, majority of the meets there is that we can kind of set things up however we want and yeah. almost have a permanent setup for meets sans, you know, all the chairs. Fog machine. <laughs> Howard and I have talked about maybe, you know, hanging some projector screens from the ceiling instead of, you know, bringing them out or projecting on the wall, maybe putting some TV screens up in the ceiling for the scoring system and stuff like that. TBD, of course. Just but, remember, just like Jeffrey Epstein, the screens won't hang themselves. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> Bane, what is bullshit for you this week? I'm sorry. Oh, those Epstein memes kill me. I like him. He didn't kill himself. Anyway, uh, so what's BS? This one actually hits kind of close to home uh, today. Two-week notices are bullshit. So are you talking giving two weeks notice as an employee? Yes, or? and getting them. Because here's why. <clears throat> the, the example I gave you is if on if – the reverse happens. An, em- an employer does not give you two weeks' notice that they're going to end your employment, whether they're firing you, whether it's downsizing, whether the company's closing. They don't give that to you. I mean, uh, some companies do. Most of the time, they're just say, pack your stuff and leave. Right. And and, and so there's a, a one example of that, you know, specifically in the trucking industry that happened last week, where one of the largest carriers in the country uh, shut their doors very suddenly, like, Monday at 6 a.m., the fuel card shut off, and they made the announcement, work filing Chapter 11, trucking operations shut down now. Yeah, because the problem is if you announce we're going to shut down operations anytime before, immediately, it's just... It's, it's an exodus. Right. It's yep. it's going to be a, 
a, a house of cards just collapsing right, underneath itself. Right. So, so that so and then the flip side is when you give a two week notice, <clears throat> if they let you work it through, which that's becoming less and less common to be very frank, it's just awkward. <clears throat> it just really is. Because you've got this, hey, I know you're gone in like eight days, but can you do this? And to be very frank, the employee's going to go, no. Yeah. Why? What, what is, literally, what is in this for me? There isn't a lot of loyalty there. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, hey, they've decided to move on. So to me, it, my view on it is it's a professional conversation. Hey, I've got another opportunity. I'm moving on. I appreciate everything. I'll, I'll be here through the rest of the day. Tie things up, whatever you guys need. And you know, I'll be available via phone for another three days. Uh, I mean, and just to play devil's advocate, as I love to do, Bane, what mm-hmm. about like, you know, training your replacement or training somebody to do what you do? Fuck that. <laughs> Ser- seriously. <laughs> because to me, there still is going to be that issue of, I'm not going to give you everything because here's the other, if you're training your replacement, that, that sounds all good, but I'm not going to give you everything because I want them to miss me. Sure. Sure. And, and so I just, to me, I don't believe any of that. It's just a... You go in, you have a a professional conversation, you get a day, and then you get a couple days of me via phone, and after that, pass it. I'm leaving for a reason. Okay, okay. Uh, Well, I've got a very uh, specific one to this weekend, and that (laughs) is uh, liquids left in Uh, cups or bottles that are thrown away in the trash. So I I guess quantify that, like literally quantify that like a lot, like just a a sip, or just any. Uh, you know, a sip is one thing, but like throwing away half drank drinks, okay. you know, just directly in the trash. If you've never had to be a person that's thrown out trash, you don't quite understand a how heavy that is, and then b what a fucking mess that is because now you got you know shit juice dripping out of your garbage can yep. all over the place. And it's like if you don't want to drink something, fine. If you're done with it, just pour it down the sink or throw it outside or whatever. Yeah, but throwing half drank coffee, Gatorade, Monster, and probably my least favorite, which is not liquid left, but spit cups. Oh God, uh, that's probably the worst. Yeah. Um, but that's what's bullshit. Yeah, there was so much. I mean, honestly, and I was always going to make this people not throwing away their garbage is bullshit, which is also bullshit. Yeah, um, because there was so much garbage left out on Saturday, and you know what? On Sunday, not nearly as bad. The hmm. women, teenagers, and older men are apparently more uh, conscientious of throwing away after themselves. Now, Interesting. there wasn't as many people here on Sunday as Saturday, but, I mean, I was here for almost hours cleaning up. Jesus. Just garbage all over the place uh, on on Saturday. So, wow. all of that is bullshit. That's, uh, that's fair. That is very fair. So we wanted to do something kind of unique this week. Yeah. And I'm going to have Bane start. Um, Or no, I'm going to start, actually, because I've got some good ones in here. You really do. And this, oh, yeah. So what we wanted to talk about, and we have a whole episode on social media that you can go back in the archives Mm -hmm. and listen to. But, you know, I think social media, that encompasses a lot. I mean, we could probably do a number of episodes on social media and on On, its different implications. On the different platforms, on just kind of everything. Right, and I think one unique aspect of it related to powerlifting, and, and in general, I think a lot of what we're going to talk about today is not as applicable. I, it, I mean, it's not so, so super unique to powerlifting, I should say. No, no, th- this is a global phenomenon. But I do think there's an intersection there with 
powerlifting and specifically females in powerlifting mm-hmm. um, who like to post. I mean, it, let's face it. Most of the time, female powerlifters are proud of their body. And I'm not yeah. saying they shouldn't be, especially if they're in shape. They've worked hard. Maybe they've started their fitness journey by losing weight and then decided to get into competing to add an extra challenge, which is very common. Yep. Um, and so they post pictures of themselves lifting or of their physique or lifting videos. Nothing wrong with any of that, but it certainly has a reaction. It does. It, it, yeah, it does garner reactions. So uh, what we have compiled here is a number of DMs. And for those of you who aren't on social media, <laughs> DM stands for direct message. PM yes. stands for private message. So there's DMs on Instagram. Yep. There's PMs on Facebook, correct? Correct. DMs on Snapchat. I don't even have a Snapchat, although I kind of understand what it is. I do I actually do. I never use it, like okay. ever. But I do have a Snapchat. Let's just take a sidebar here. Okay. What's the point of Snapchat? What is the original point, or well, what is it now? Either. I think the original point was this for, again, quick hit content, very fast, you know, ways to show, hey, here's a picture, and then it goes away. So it didn't necessarily take up as much memory it was the idea. Slash people then can't go back and look at what you post. Correct. Erases and the paper trail. I talked about this with one of my clients who had a son who went to college with one of the founders of Snapchat. Nice. And he and his cohorts were offered a billion dollars. A number. This is probably six, seven years ago. A Jesus. billion with a B dollars. I'll, t- I'll tell you. Billion. If I had created a platform that was worth a billion dollars... I might just say, yeah, let's let's just let's push all my cards in and say I'm done. Right. But to their credit, they did not, and now it's worth more than that. It is, and and kudos to them. Uh, but it does seem like a lot of these social media platforms kind of rise and fall quickly. Granted, Facebook, Twitter, you know, uh, Instagram certainly. Although Instagram is owned by Facebook, it is, it is. But a lot of these platforms kind of rise and fall quickly. So I guess. The, the fickleness of the consumer would cause me to want to sell out sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, you, you were actually talking to somebody last week and, and you hit it on the head is that, you know, the idea behind all these social media platforms, yes, it is an interactive uh, me- medium. But at the end of the day, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people so ingrained into a platform that they can begin to then monetize that data. Right. And I, I did say this to somebody is that, Social media is free, but that's because you're part of the product. Correct. You're not the consumer of Facebook. On Facebook, on Twitter, especially Instagram, mm-hmm. all of those, I mean, they're tracking everything you do. And think about what you put into Facebook. You're putting in your name, your birthday. You're checking into places yep. where you like to go to eat you or your, you like to go to recreate. Political affiliations sometimes. you put your, your, Right. You're, you're, liking, you're liking company pages, yep. and you're interacting with those company pages. They're tracking all of that. And I'm not saying like... Oh my gosh, Big Brother's watching you. Yeah, they are. They probably are. They're listening to this right now. Right, they're listening to this right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like when people talk about, in the old school, talk radio. You know, mm-hmm. They would say the listeners and the, the people who call in, they aren't the customers. No. They're, they're part of the product. Exactly, 100%. The product is selling access to those listeners to advertisers. And Correct. it's the same thing with Facebook, Instagram, any of these. What, you're, what they do is they sell advertising. Mm-hmm. And they get down to the minutia. I mean, one of the things people talk about with, you know, with Apple, we'll, we'll get into the DM, but this thing is, is an important thing. You know, I've got an iPhone. I think, Eric, you've got an iPhone as well. I do. And it has the, the retina display, right? Well, the thing with that is that it recognizes your eye movement, and they actually track these analytics that will show, 
where you're looking on the screen and it's where they place certain pieces of data and certain other things that will then attract you to whatever it is they are trying to push. I'm not going to lie. I have been scrolling through Instagram. It happened in the shoes that I'm wearing, the ones I showed you earlier today where I think, hey, I think these are going to replace Crocs. And hot take. Yes. I I feel they're going to. And because they haven't paid us yet, I'm not going to promote them on the show. I went and bought two pairs. Because of an ad on my Instagram. I have bought two backpacks in the last year because of ads on Instagram. And, you know, if you don't want to give the uh, negative view of it, maybe you want to get the positive view that, well... That's, it, driving, that's driving business. It's it, awesome. Right. At least you're getting advertising that maybe is more relevant to you rather yep. than like, you know, you're watching TV and you get M&M Mars advertisements because they'll buy advertising on anything. They're just looking for eyeballs yep. or for ears. Yep. Because people they, are going to buy candy. Right. They figure everybody buys M&Ms. Yep. So we don't care who it is. We're just going to advertise to everybody. Coca-Cola. They, they don't care. They're just looking for yep. brand recognition. They're, 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 not, they're not targeting anybody really specifically. Everybody drinks Coke. Right. Um, so that that's the positive end of it. But yep. Anyways, so uh, we got off on a little tangent there with Snapchat, and we'll we'll come back to Snapchat. I think. Oh, we will. But uh, I think I'm going to start with some Instagram. Uh, these aren't actually DMs. These are these are these comments. Are, these are comments. So these are public comments. Well, Instagram. If you're not familiar, there's two ways of having your account. You either have it where it's public, mm-hmm. where anybody can see everything that you post. Yep. And then they could follow you, and then it would show up in your timeline. Or you could have it private, where someone has to request to see your your posts. Correct. And then only if you accept them, when they be able to see you. Now, is your burner account private? Fenced is what they call it in the trade. <laughs> I don't have a Fenced account. I'll have to admit that. Okay. Okay. Um, I have three Instagram accounts already that I help manage, and that's about enough for me. Gotcha. So, uh, and, and all these are going to be anonymous, but a member here made a post, and she is female. Here's so, one. So real quick, I think what would make sense as we're going through these, cause nearly all these are all a male reaching out to a female. That Correct. It. So I would just say her, him, whatever, we'll yep. use those pronouns. And <laughs> sorry, man, I had to do it. That way we can you just go through the conversations quickly. Yep. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Hi, honey. I'm in need of a sugar baby who I'm going to spoil and pamper with gifts and allowance. DM me if you interested. And I'm, I'm reading exactly. And this is after your grammar. This was after a female posted a picture of herself. Same day, literally minutes later. Different person. Hello, I'm currently in search of sugar baby. DM me if you're interested. He at least had the contraction there. Nice. Same day within, uh, I would say, minutes of each other. Jesus. Um, <laughs> these, these things, bl- like, I'm not going to lie. If you're listening to this or when you're listening to this, this stuff is going to blow your mind. Especially if you're like me and like you've rarely received any unsolicited DMs, PMs, emails other than asking about meats. Yep. Um, Powerlifting meats. That's that's about the only thing. Yeah. Yeah, That's about the only thing I get. Um, Here's another one. Uh, In response to a Instagram story where there's some food posted, let's cook something together. This is on May 16th. May 25th. Can we ever talk? Smiley face. Same day, response to another story, smoking babe. Same person. Now, the the female who is sent me, she's not responded to any of these messages, by not the way. Not a single one. None of these messages are responded to. Okay, so let's go back, because these are in reverse order. So this starts back in April, and uh, the ones I read before were in May. April 14th, you are so beautiful, smiley face. April 15th, hi. Hi. A- 
April 19th, do you ever give guys a chance? Nope. Smiley face. April 26th, hey, beautiful. April 30th, how are you? May 15th, love your look. I love how you go with like a little deeper voice, a little sultry, sultry stone here. I like this. This is all one person over the course of like eight weeks. It's amazing. She has never responded to one of these PMs, DMs, and just keeps sending it. Okay. That, that, that kids, is full send. Oh, okay. Sorry. Let's go, let's go even a little further back. Oh, God. <laughs> Sa- same person, March 3rd. What's up, beauty? Selfie of himself. March 6th. So how can I ever get to know you, smiley face? April 3rd. Will you ever give me a chance, smiley face? God, I just want to tell her, just please send a PayPal link to him. <laughs> so same guy from March, and this is only the one she sent me. I'm oh sure this could have gone on. From March to April, I mean, I think I'm seeing about 10 to 12 DMs, the same person. This person happens to be a realtor as well, if you didn't. uh, Oh, my God, it's so good. If you were were interested. Okay, now let's move on to another one here. Uh, This starts in October 1st. Hey, separate message. How you been? Question mark. Separate message. Hope all is well. All sent in the same day, different times. October 4th, can I ask you a question? No response. October 8th, how do you deal with haters? How do you, what? <laughs> how do you deal with haters? October 17th, looking good, bud. Bud. Same day later, love your hard work. Uh, blue heart, ribbon, blue heart. Blue heart, ribbon. I'm not sure what that means. November 20th. I want to tie our hearts together. uh, Yeah, I don't know. November 20th. Hey, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's move on to another one. These are all separate people now. To the same individual. Yeah, these are all to the same individual. Oh, my God. In response to a story. And we're going to talk about some of the technological implications of DMs and Instagram. But you're an impressive woman. Uh, Two months later, in response to another story, not to pry or creep but I felt I had to acknowledge your beauty. I like your style a lot, so I can tell you have a beautiful soul. Same day later, not to mention you are strong as fuck. Anyway, just wanted to acknowledge my admiration. Was that as fuck or AF? Uh, he actually wrote out as fuck. Ah, I see. Same guy. I realize I may have been a bit persistent, but can't we even be friendly now? I think we can at least be cordial and friends. Two months later... Response to a story. You look beautiful, as always. Later that month, responds again. Man, you look beautiful. Jesus. Again, I, 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 I just can't. Like, oh, my word. Okay, this is one of my favorite ones here. So this is all one individual, starting on August 21st. Okay. Uh, oh, no, it, it's before then. Uh, whatever day Mother's Day was a couple years ago. So happy Mother's Day and Mother's Day. Mother's Day is normally what, May? May issue. Yeah. Okay, May, so, June. so May, June, happy Mother's Day. August 22nd, are you in a relationship? Because I think you're, you are, just the letters you are, mm. amazingly beautiful. August 23rd, how are you? How old are you, if you don't mind me asking, dot, dot, dot. Seven. August 24th, well, if you ever see this, HMU, which means hit, hit me, me up. Hit me up. Would love to get to know you. I bet you and, would. Uh, and an angel emoji or like an emoji with a halo above it. Mm. August 25th. This is all within like four days. I, here. I think that means he wants to kill them. 
<laughs> August 25th. <laughs> you seem like a really great mother. August 29th. Is everything cool? I'm sure you get a lot of messages. I just couldn't I just couldn't resist. Had to shoot my shot. At least then I know I tried, pretty lady. Hate to miss out on someone great. SM numeral one great. Oh my god. September 3rd. Good morning, beautiful. Just wanted to wish you a great day. September 13th. That message, by the way, has gone to 18 other fucking females. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about that. September 13th. I hope oh. nursing school is going well. September 28th. Dude, how freaking creepy is this guy? September 28th. I love that you power lift and that you're pretty as can be. September 28th as well, later in the day. How was your day? October 2nd. Good morning, beautiful. October 2nd. Is everything okay? Might have to fire a guy I really like tonight. And he wrote two night as two separate word night. Not looking forward to it. How was your day? October 3rd. Can we be cool and conversate, pretty lady? Nah, fam. October 3rd, later in the day. What's your training block like? And that, that keeps going on that same person. Jeez. Um, you know, <laughs> now, uh, now you've got, then you've got kind of like the just one-off message. This is more on Facebook. It seems like Instagram, people are just continually hitting people up. But here's another one from another member. We'll, we'll hit another member here who says yep. this. My God, are you for real? You, <laughs> I love this one. You look absolutely beautiful, all natural. I, and this, there's no punctuation in this at all. All natural. I notice no makeup and you rock. Plus a dedicated power lifter. You must easily get a man whenever you want to, LOL, keep up the great work. I, I just wish that she would have responded, you're right, I do. Deuces. Now, let's go back a little bit in my messages here. Here's one that's interesting because you've got the, like, unsolicited dudes that, like, you have no idea who they are yeah. that just follow you on Instagram or Facebook. Yep. And then you've got the ones that come from people that you do, do know. know, yes. So this is uh, a member who gets some messages quite often from a fairly well-known powerlifter. Yep. Um, this goes back to November 1st, uh, responding to a story. Poor girl, uh, frowny face. November 4th, looking solid, proud of you. November 6th, looking awesome. November 12th, what's new, question mark, question mark. November 16th, hope you're doing awesome. January 16th, so he took the holidays off, looking awesome. June 6th, what's new? So over the course of six to twelve, six to nine months here, just, and there's more, because I've seen them. Yeah. I mean, it's like every couple months, this dude is- Just popping in. Just popping in just for- Or, or sl sliding in, as the kids say. Sliding in the DMs. And this is not someone, this is a well-known lifter, but not someone she necessarily knows personally. And then you've got the third type, mm -hmm. which is someone you do know personally, but probably is in a separate uh, relationship. Status, relationship, right. or, and or you are, or whatever, yeah. Right, or both. Yeah. Um, how can you be so strong and good-looking? And this individual actually responds because she thinks it's funny. Yeah. This is the cross that I bear. <laughs> Him. You and me both, sister. Uh, he spelled that wrong. Sister. What are you doing tonight? Her, getting dinner, getting drunk, getting in a hot tub, the rest is TBD. Him, I love everything you just said. <laughs> Her, I have great ideas. Him, are you doing this solo? I'm hanging out with people from the meet. Which meet? 
we'll leave that out. Are you? Oh, I know exactly what one this is. <laughs> are you in? Are you in this place? Uh, this place? Her? Yes. Him? Oh, who is there? Her? Everyone? LOL. Him? Not me. Frowny face crying. Her? Too bad. So sad. Him? I bet you were all torn up about it. Her? Yep. Losing sleep. Him? I already assumed you lost sleep thinking of me. And I think that's the point when wow. she stopped uh, stops frowning to her. Was that what's funny is I've seen this before it was forwarded to us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's wild. And it's someone that she knows personally. Yeah. But is definitively in a committed su- committed relationship. Suppose, I mean, I don't know his status, so who knows? Maybe he's a yeah. uh, maybe he's, you know, given like a, a wild card every couple months or something. Hall pass. Hall uh, but yeah, hall pass, sorry. Yeah. Um but very sketchy. Uh, and this this might be my favorite one of all of them. Uh, this is this is not one that is a random hit up, but it's someone that they know, and they're they're both single, so yep. it's it's there's nothing inherently wrong with it. But is this the, the one I think it is? Oh yes, it is. Do you want me to read it? Uh, yes, I do want you to read. It. Do you have it? <laughs> no, I don't have it. Okay, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll do the setup and then I'll give it to Bane. So uh, they know each other. They have gone out as a group mutually. And they've maybe sent four or five regular DMs. And then he prefaces this conversation with, I'm paraphrasing, something like, I have a secret to tell you. I'm Batman. That's what I do for a living. Don't tell anyone. Her. LOL. Okay. You want to be my Catwoman? I can see your rock a leather bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, bear in mind, this isn't like third date, first date. This, this is, is like third DM. This is like third DM. Oh, my word. But That's this is so the good. kind of stuff that you get on social media. It, uh, yeah. Okay. Bane, if you got some to read now, I believe you have a few. Uh, I got a couple. Uh, one actually from a, a member here at 2XL. And it's, this is a, it's like a Facebook PM. And it's from somebody who I cannot read the name because they live in Damascus, Syria. And all it is is, and this person is dressed like a general, which I think is hilarious. So it's probably a fake picture. More than likely. And it's just wave, wave, wave. Take the hint. For the love of God, take the hint. Three waves, nothing. Come on, man. So I decided to get some screenshots from my daughter. So let's give some context for those who are first-time listeners. My daughter, Liliana, is 14 years old. So a minor. A minor. 14 fucking years old. Is it clear from her pictures, would you say, that she is underage? I would say, is it in is my it, view, yes. Is it identifiable? Like, I don't know. Instagram, do you have, like, age on there? I don't think you do, like, on Facebook. You, you don't. I think she actually mentions in there that she is on her Instagram. On her Snapchat, she does not. Snapchat is what she sent me. So, do you have like a profile page on Snapchat? Like, not really. So it's just like you yeah, know somebody's you picture, username, or, yeah. And do you have like a timeline, kind of like on? Nope. No. So it's just nope. you, you're just getting messages from people, basically. On yeah. Snapchat. There's like one picture, like this kid. He says hello to my daughter. She says hello. How are you doing? Her good. HBU. How about you? Him good. What are you doing? Dot dot dot. Question mark. Reply. Reply, exclamation point. Her, no. Him, 
Why? Then he tries to call her via Snapchat ten times. Ten freaking times. And then says, you like sex? I asked her when this was. She gave me the time frame, so it's whatever. Then I find out this kid goes to her middle school, and that's how he got her Snapchat. So as a parent, of course, I'm incensed. But then this is a regular person. I'm like, dude, like, one, you're 13 or 14 years old. Do you even know what sex is? <laughs> Other than the, the basic biology of it you learned in sex ed. So then Lily sends me a, a DM conversation that happened during the, as we're getting ready for the meet to start on Saturday. Random, okay. random kid hits her up. This was not as aggressive as the do you like sex. But it was just a weird conversation. The kid's from India. Imagine that. And so she sent me, like, you know how you can video your screen on uh, the iPhone? So I'm going to try to read this quickly uh, as the video goes through because I can't pause it. So so he hits her up, says, hi. She says, hi. He says, your smile's so damn cute. Thanks, question mark. Oh, my pleasure. Thumbs up. So where are you from? A state? Question mark. Lols. Thumbs up. So tell me about yourself. She says, I lift weights and do gymnastics. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. So then Lily starts showing me this. I'm like, all right, we're going to have some fun. So he says here as in H-E-R-E. Obviously the wrong type of here because he's trying to hear something. So I have her type in here with the, with the asterisk. Oh, my mistake. What is your nickname? Now for those who know Lily, her nickname actually is Poop. There's a story <laughs> behind that. So like you hear me call her shithead or shitty. That's because her name is actually Poop. So he says, damn. Oh, really? Her. Yeah, my dad calls me shit. Him. Why? Many question marks. Her, because it's my nickname. Him, lots of weird face emojis. Oh, tell oh, tell me, it's okay. Her, what do I need to tell you? Him, about my nick, about your nickname. Her, I already told you. This is, of course, the children going back and forth, right? He says it's bad luck. She says, no, it's not. It's what my dad calls me, and I love him. Okay, that's weird. Why is it weird? Why would you love your dad? Because he's my dad. And so it's the weird back and forth. Let's change the topic. Her, okay, question mark. I'm from India. <laughs> so then Lily says, cool, let's talk about drugs and doing lots of them. <laughs> Okay. He says, why do you want to talk about that stuff? She says, no. I know, I want to know what you know because I'm about that life. He says, by the way, I don't do th- these stuff. She says, I do, sissy. Get on my level. So she's like, she's going to turn into a troll next, you know, the other way. Then it comes, send Bob and Vagine. <laughs> so, like, so either it's some dude here in America and it's just, they went straight for that. I'm like, God bless it. For those of you that don't know, I, I mean, I don't know that this is real or not, but supposedly dudes from India will often DM females <laughs> in the United States and like maybe one or two messages in will say, please send pics of bobs and vagin. Yes. Which is and, supposed and, to be. And just about that spelling, please yes. send pictures of boobs and vagina. Yes. Yes. Because they don't get to see that there. I guess not. So, so those are some of our examples of DMs. We could go on and on. Um, but let's let's back up a little bit. So I, I got a little bit of background from this comes from brandwatch.com. And what I wanted to do is get some context on research based sliding. <laughs> I want to get some context on uses of social media between men and women, especially. Okay. So based on my research, slightly more females than males use social media. It's not pronounced. Um, and the, to be fair, what constitutes social media is a pretty wide berth of things. I mean, LinkedIn is social media. Yeah, and that's included on this. <clears throat> yeah, that which is an interesting one that that is now a platform for people to slide in. Yeah, that is interesting, huh? Uh, so 
sorry, segue. This is I don't have a screenshot of this, but I can talk about it. A I would consider her an acquaintance. She's a transportation attorney. Uh, she lives in Atlanta. Now she is she is very pretty. I, I will say this. She she is pretty. I'm not gonna take that away from her. But everything she does is completely professional. Like she doesn't have an Instagram. Well, everything is all on uh, LinkedIn. And she's all over the place in the transportation industry. Everything professional, never too weird. Nothing. And she was telling her, the guys that slide in, like, hey, want to make a connection? By the way, be in Atlanta. Can I buy you a drink? Here's my hotel. Just get right to the point. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Like, I just, I, I could not fathom LinkedIn being for that purpose. Yeah, I've done a little bit on LinkedIn, but I don't have as much experience there. I know some people have claimed it's become like Facebook for professionals. It, it is becoming that way. I actually have a, a, I won't say his name or what role he's in, but he's a <coughs> part of my organization who has been reprimanded probably half a dozen times for the stuff he posts on LinkedIn. Uh, at one point, somebody posted something about Nancy Pelosi, and he puts in the comments, has somebody offed her yet? Whoa. Yeah. I'm like, dude. Not much gonna... any other platform you could say that, but really, <laughs> like, right. your employer is listed as your profile picture. Right, yeah. Anyway, sorry. So uh, females tend to be more engaged on Snapchat, and these are in order of engagement, mm-hmm. percentage of engagement. Snapchat, which is like a vast majority females. Yep. Pinterest, Instagram, and slightly more on Facebook. So Instagram and Facebook, not as high. <coughs> And apologies for Bane and I coughing and sniffling. We're yeah. both kind of fighting a cold. Yep. Um, Snapchat and Pinterest are, are a vast majority females. Is Pinterest is, it's still a thing? Yeah, my wife still uses Pinterest yeah, for like I... uh, recipes and stuff like that. And yeah, Nick was into that for a while. She does not do it anymore. Uh, more males are on, especially, and this is again in, in order of percentage of engagement, YouTube. Looking up Larry Will's videos. LinkedIn. <laughs> And Twitter, although none of those are as pronounced as the female one. I mean, it's it's in the it's all of those are in the fifty percent for men, gotcha. versus like Snapchat is like seventy percent women. Oh wow! Pinterest is is in the sixties. Um, females tend to use social media more for connections and staying in touch with family and friends. Mm-hmm. And again, these are these are trends. That's not to say that this is true of everybody. Right. So let's let's bear that in mind. When we're talking about trends. Males tend to use social media more for, quote, influence and Ooh, influencer life and for getting information. So uh, that lends itself to things like YouTube, where you're watching videos a lot for information. Larry Wilson information. <laughs> right. Or you're, you're going on Twitter for, you know, to Sports scores and learn, on, learn what's going on in the news. Yeah. Or Which NFL coaches are getting fired this week? Man, hey. <laughs> right. He's not getting fired. Whatever. Should be. Um. Let me see the end of that game. By it, it, yeah, thanks, player. <laughs> so this was one of one of the things I wanted to look up was who posts more selfies. My perception is that women post more selfies. That that is mine as well. Um, the reports that I read, and I, there was a couple studies done, and they all said that men post more selfies than women. Mm. Now, the only thing I could come up with is that you know I think ten men tend to be more on the extremes. Like you know if you found like the five highest IQs in the world, they're probably men, and the five lowest IQs in the world are probably also men. More than likely. So there's a probably a wider range, and maybe the minority of men post an incredible amount. You know, the dudes with six, pack, six packs are posting 10 selfies a day, 
And Bad JJ Fitness 13. <laughs> Love you, Joey. <laughs> and maybe, you know, your average man isn't posting as much as your average woman. Uh, but that's at least what the research says. I would like to look at that a little bit more. My perception is that women tend to post more selfies than men. And maybe that's unbiased because I've posted like less than a handful of selfies in my entire life. I, I would want to see this segmented by uh, country and then also by I- industry, basically. Or age, I think, would be interesting a- as age well. Age another one, yeah. Uh, but def- I th- but I th- definitely industry, because I think if you get into like the fitness industry, oh, I, I, I think women are taking that hands down. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're talking about today is, is fit, you know, powerlifting kind of fits under the umbrella of, yep. of fitness, Yep. Um, at least when it comes to social media. Fitness. So, you know, how is social media used in powerlifting? We have a whole episode on this, but let yep. me just touch on some highlights um, and, and my our perceptions. Uh, and, my, and the two big ones that I think are biggest for powerlifting are Facebook and Instagram. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there. I mean, YouTube is big for videos, but that is kind of a different it's a different platform to me than, you know, it, it takes a little bit more to post a video versus right. basically anybody on their phone can post things on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, even Pinterest, right? Um, Twitter. I, I, and Twitter's used as well, but let's talk about Facebook is kind of used for information mm-hmm. in powerlifting, you know, upcoming meets, um, getting content of articles, um, getting linked to videos like on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Facebook has become the place where most of the arguments and uh, <laughs> uh, things on like... It is, it is the message board. It's it's the message board of the you know 2010s versus the 2000s. It was goheavy.com arguing yep. about raw versus geared, and now it's on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Instagram seems to be what's more used for lots of short videos, and especially a lot, a lot, a lot of pictures. Oh, my God. I mean, and to be fair, that's part of the... Yeah, that's what it was made, that's, designed for, that's what, usually. That's what Instagram is. It's all videos and pictures. Um, but that's, in the lifting community especially, that's used a lot. Um, it seems that in powerlifting, there's a lot of... And this is true in fitness in general. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of, quote, brand ambassadors... Yep. And there's a lot of quote sponsorships. Yep. Um, when it comes to powerlifting, you <laughs> know, they're sponsored life. Ten percent off. Now we can have a whole another discussion on this, Bane. And I'm not hating on anybody for having a discount code or getting some money off or maybe getting some free T-shirts. But to me, if you are quote sponsored, that means that your sponsor is actually paying you money. Yep. They're sending you two meets. Yep. And they're paying for some of your expenses. Like you're, like you're making a living, like an actual, like... Or at least have some cash. Something. Yeah, they're, they're paying for something. Um, to me, a sponsorship is not a free t-shirt or you get 20% off and everyone else gets 10% off. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with that per se, but that's not a true sponsorship. Now, no. it's, it's even though I'm... It's even like for years there's been uh, gear sponsorships mm-hmm. where you get free gear and it's like, you know, that's nice because mm-hmm. powerlifting gear is expensive. Um, you know, Enzer has done a lot of sponsorships through the years. Yep. Elite FTS has done a number of sponsorships. Elite FTS actually I think provides a platform in addition to a sponsorship because you can post articles, you can post a training log, yep. you can you can promote you can your create, service or create, product. Create more influence. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, it does seem like there's a lot of people with 10% off discount codes and that they're, you know, officially an athlete for, you know, Joe Blow Nutrition yep. supplements. Um, and let's be real here. I've got a discount code too. You know, it's, 
I'm not going to put it out there, but I think you guys have one, too, for a couple things, right? We do. Yeah. Nothing, to your point, nothing wrong with it. Sure. No. Just don't get it twisted what it really is. Right. Have it in context. I mean, basically what those companies are using you for is free advertising. They're using whatever influence you have, quote unquote, on social media, mm-hmm. and they're asking you to post stuff. Now, you know, supplement companies do have actual sponsored athletes yeah. that, you know, do get a cash, you know, weekly or a cash monthly allowance. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they have to, and I've talked to a, a guy who works for a supplement company, they have to post a certain amount of posts per month then mm-hmm. mentioning the product. Sometimes they have actual they have appearances. appearances. Yeah. You know, they have to go to trade shows and they have to show up at uh, nutrition stores and give out samples and yep. talk about the product. So, you know, if you look at it as a job, um, what you're getting paid, you are doing work for that. Yep. It's a, a certain type of work, and a lot of it is posting on social media. Yeah. Um, but that's a little bit more of a sponsorship than a discount code. Could we just be state sponsored athletes? That'd be great. Yeah, well, then then you got to go to the whole communism, socialism thing. And yeah, you know, it's working for Yuri, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we talked about this, but, you know, what's the psychology of sending direct messages, DMs? Yes. To me, there's two types. There's the random, and then there's the known. So there's the people that are just totally, you know, finding a random girl on yep. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. Yep. And just randomly sending them a message, probably more on Instagram because more profiles are they're public. And, they're public. And more of them are, yeah. are, are public and accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, the known ones are going to be probably more on Facebook, and or they're going to be you know on some maybe platforms that you know of them. Um, so, so <clears throat> are you going to count the circle of people? Because you talk about like the people that know people you know. As the known? Yeah, or? I would count that as the known. Okay. You know, so people in the powerlifting community that you, maybe you've met at a meet, but yep. you don't directly know. Um, so they have some kind of connection to you. Versus like, you know, on Instagram, you just have skeezy dudes that follow hashtag powerlifting or <sighs> hashtag girls who lift or something like that. And, you know, then they'll just start following every girl female powerlifters. Yep. And, and this is the next thing I want to talk about. To me, what's interesting about the psychology of sending DMs is that the social capital, I'm going to call it, okay. the social capital of sending an electronic message is so low. Mm-hmm. The, the barrier to doing that is so low because literally you could copy and paste the same message to 100 girls versus in the past before iPhones and social media, if you wanted to actually talk with a female or, or someone of the opposite sex. Yep you had to actually talk to them face-to-face. And the social capital of doing that was pretty high because if you got rejected, you had the plausibility of being, you know, embarrassed in front of your peers. Ridiculed and everything. Or, or, you know, being rejected had a high cost. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you did that, it was something you probably did not on a whim. It wasn't someone you did, something you did to just anybody. Right. Versus now, I, I right now could go on my phone and search hashtag, you know, females who lift. Mm-hmm. I could find tens of thousands of females on Instagram yep. that within an hour, I could probably direct message hundreds of them. And if not that you plan to, no, I, you I, could. I, I will not and do not plan <laughs> to, of course. 
but I can I can cast a wide wide net. Yep. And the the risk of rejection is pretty low because if I just don't get a response, well, maybe two weeks I'll come my rounds again, <laughs> like some of the ones we read earlier, and yep. I'll just send another message. And the question is, do these unsolicited DMs work? And I'd have to say they have to work at least sometimes, right? They do. And But the social capital of submitting them is so low. And because you can cast such a wide net, let's say you send out 1,000 DMs. And how long would that take you to do? Maybe Maybe an hour. Probably, yeah. But if you even get one response, which is a less than 1% response rate, well, hey, you got one. Yeah, I mean... For well, maybe not the type of guys that send DMs. Yeah. I would say for most guys, you only need one girl to DM with. But maybe they might want more than one. I guess that's all I need. But but at least you, if you get a response, at least mm-hmm. now you can start having a conversation with somebody. Right, and I think it's the is the, the you have the you talk about rejection. It's the ability to still remain anonymous. So the the right even though rejection is just gone. Well, and even though they might, even if you're using your real account with your real yeah. face, it's plausible you're in another state I'm, or at the very I'm least still another city. When I'm sitting here looking at my phone because even if someone tells me pound sand, cool, you're not right in front of them. Exactly. That's 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 the not, the power and the anonymity of the internet. Even yep. if someone knows who you actually are, because you're not right in front of them. Right. Exactly. There's a separation between a computer, a phone, and you and them. Yep. And there's always going to be a lag time, even if you're messaging very quickly back and forth. It's not the same as talking with someone live right in front of you. Right. And that's not that much different than... That's why we record together like this. <laughs> I guess that's not much, that much different than in the past when maybe you know people were slipping notes back and forth in class like we used to do. But there, but there was still... So, so with that, I, I actually was thinking about this as we were talking about the episode and putting it together. With the slipping notes back and forth, you still had... That social capital, because one, you probably got a couple people involved in that. Sure. And there's a, no, you, like we're looking at like today. That, like that's a social network right there. Right. <laughs> like, and you're talking about there, we have screenshots of these things, but when there's a physical piece of paper, oh, that, yeah. can, that can start to get passed around um, everybody in your class. So I have to ask, did you ever have to destroy one of those on the fly? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I didn't send a lot of notes, and I think I've always had this this slightly skeptical, um, what's another word, maybe paranoid sure. end of me that says, you know, what you say can and will be used against you some way, somehow. Yep. And that's always been my philosophy. Which I is, should... why the hell are we doing this? Sure. <laughs> I, I guess very carefully is why we're doing it. You might. <laughs> well, I think with the exception of when I very first started posting on the internet and then realizing that, yes, people are actually reading what you're writing and posting on message boards, I think I realized at that point that you do have to be careful on what you post on social media. You should assume what you say, what you post, and what you do on the internet is forever and that everybody – it's public and that everybody will see it. And and we've seen that fallout with athletes, with, with, with politics, with everybody. A lot of people. Sure. You've seen, we talked about this a lot in our social media episode, but you've seen people that have did things when they're teenagers. Yeah. I mean, like people bring up, there's a, there's a, I forget exactly what he says, but the Bears quarterback, Mr. Trubisky, has a post when he's like in high school, 16 years old, and makes some comment about a certain part of the female body that he's a big fan of. Mm. 
And, you know, who can blame a 15-year-old boy who has access to a supercomputer in his pocket that posts something stupid on Twitter? If we all got judged by what we said and did when we were 15 years old, there's not a lot of us that would still have our jobs, if that's the standard. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. So I think I've always kind of had that skeptical, paranoid streak of, you know, maybe you should be careful what you say and do and write in a note. It's fair. Um, See, I, I had to destroy one ever that was in uh, in middle school and teacher caught us and I, I'm trying to remember I don't think it was even mine but it was in my hand and I'm like well I ain't no snitch and I just threw it in my mouth <laughs> chewed it up and swallowed it yeah, no, that is funny and then yeah. thought about it later I'm like this thing touched at least 10 people's hands Ooh. I'm gonna go throw up right now <laughs> And that's what's funny is that millennials that hear this will not even know what you're talking about when you're like notes. Right. Like why would you ever send a note when you have a phone that you could send those messages through? Right. Yeah. So 100%. N- now we're starting to sound like boomers, so let's move on. Okay, boomer. Um, so that's that's the DMs, and that's kind of from the male side. Yeah. But what about females? What about what they post on social media? And this is not – let me preface yeah, all of this. Let's, let's – Put the, the stuff let's, on here. Let's bracket this. I'm not saying that females are, quote, asking for it, nope. quote, unquote, nope. by posting things on social media. Although I do think that there is a fine line that some females can cross, and they're still not asking for, you know, Indian men to ask them for <laughs> pics of Bob's and Vagine, unless they've got the slide up Instagram account, and then maybe they are. Yeah. Um, Just PayPal first. Right, yeah, jeez. But what a female is doing on social media that that attracts men to them, um, I think. Well, existing one. Sure. I mean, men, a lot of men, not yeah. all, but a lot of men like women in general. Yep. And most men like a lot of women. Yeah. Like most men, you know, if you're interested and you want to watch an interesting video, or it's not a video, if you want to read an interesting website, look up Ladder Theory. Okay. Men have one ladder, women have two ladders. I'm just not going to go into any more than that. It's a future episode, maybe, or maybe not even okay. in the context of this podcast. But I do think that women can tend to provo- post more provocative pictures, and men do as well, but I think it's more on the female end. I post a lot of pictures of my belly. <laughs> um, mm. In the research I looked at from brandwatch.com, it also said that females do tend to share more personal information online. Um, like men, there's, again, like their skincare routine or <laughs> what's that? Like their skincare routine that a lot of people have been asking about. <laughs> <laughs> right. A lot of people have been asking about this. <laughs> but what is interesting is that when you look back at what men and women, how they use social media, yes, if men are using it more for information and influence, mm-hmm. if you look at the average dude's social media account, it's going to be him posting about maybe his business mm-hmm. or his one hobby like powerlifting. Yep. Or it's going to be posting political stuff. They're not going to be posting as much on like what's going on in their life and asking for advice. Where I think that's more likely with females. Yeah. Um, there's an interesting phenomenon in powerlifting where you'll have females whom, let's say, are average to below average lifters. And let me preface this again by saying I'm an average to below average lifter in general. Same. So I'm not saying that I'm a great lifter but I also don't have a great social media following. But you'll have some... Yet. (laughs) Well, just wait for the belt sign to catch on. That's right. Average to below average female lifters who are mildly to above average attractiveness Mm -hmm. and post a lot of scantily clad pictures that have an incredible social media following 
and seemingly a lot of influence and all of a sudden are selling, I don't know. Herbstrong. Well, I was going to say online programming, but Herbstrong is definitely definitely a big one as well. Yes. Along with this, when it comes to direct messages, one of the interesting things that I realized when I started using Instagram a little bit more is that when you post a story, and for those of you that don't use Instagram or Facebook, Mm -hmm. this is... It's like hard to describe, but you have posts on Instagram that show up in your your news feed or your you know your your feed in general, and then you can also post a thing called a story where it's like a five second snippet of a picture or a short little video, and you kind of tap instead of scrolling, you tap and you can tap. Literally doing it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, and you can tap through somebody's story, and it's like something quick they post, like, "Hey, you know, I'm." You know, at the powerlifting meet at 2XL, and we're on deadlifts. And after a certain amount of time, unless you set them to stay, those stories kind of disappear. 24 hours. Unless you keep them, correct? Correct. You can put them as a highlight. Right. And then you could add them to. So if you look at your profile, I'm actually doing this as we speak. uh, Then you'll have your profile picture. Yeah, I know, right? Your profile picture lists all your stats, has, you know, your, in my case, my name, my little blurb about myself. And then it has the plus new for uh, highlights. And then the only one I have is just uh, stuff of me and Nicole. So it's just it's sure. my person and it's a picture of us. And that's literally it. So the interesting, you know, technical feature of that is that versus a regular Instagram post or Facebook post, when somebody responds to you, it's a public response mm-hmm. that they can see a comment below your post. Correct. Versus a story, when you respond to a story, it shows up as a direct message. Correct. And so a lot of females will get a lot of direct messages if they post a lot of stories. Correct. They, and, they then do. I, and stories are basically their version of Snapchat. You're not wrong, yes. Yep. And both Facebook and Instagram now have stories. Yep. And it's, it's just a different, if you think about it, the usual people are thinking of on their phone scrolling through to see what people post yep. versus stories. You're just tapping. You're tapping and you're looking at someone's thing that they post. Um, and if you are somebody that looks at, say, how many likes you get or mm-hmm. what kind of responses you get on your social media posting, you could argue that females are, quote, giving the people what they want. <laughs> and you stole I, my line. <laughs> I stole it. And they're they're posting things that get more responses. One of our female members here said she competed in a very big powerlifting meet. She had a big write-up, videos, broke some records. She got more response from a makeup selfie than she ever got from her meet meet report. Which is wild. And it's it's crazy because you would think, especially if people are like any way involved in the sport, like, you would get a lot of engagement on that, especially given the meat that she was in. Sure. More responses from a random makeup selfie where she was going out with her friends. Uh, and, well, and one of the big, you know... In her she was all hoard up. <laughs> <laughs> one of the big features of this is that, you know, what do a lot of... And I'm, I'm as guilty of this as anybody, but what do a lot of us do when we have free time, when we're standing in line, when we're sitting at the crapper, when we're waiting for our daughter to finish her gymnastics meet, and she's not not competing. We pull out our phone, and we start scrolling through social media. Yep. And what catches the eyes, probably more than anything else, is it going to be... Eric Stone's goatee? No, it's going to be a booty pick from some (laughs) Herb Strong-sponsored powerlifter. 
Oh, that's not wrong. And so again, that's not to say that females are asking for you know unsolicited dick pics and DMs every two weeks, but men are visual in nature. That we are. And so they see an attractive female on social media. There's a low social cost in just sending her a DM, and maybe there's a one in a thousand chance that she'll respond. Yeah, you, you catch her on the right day that you know her man's been treating her like crap. She's feeling lonely, and you seem like a nice dude, and you're not totally terrible. Yeah, why not? I'll and, respond. And you put on your your white knight costume, and you tell her how great she is, and you say that your man is, you know, he's not treating you right. Not and a I, dark knight costume. I'd, well, dark knight costume would be interesting as well. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> That will never not be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the right type of situation and the right dude that can say the right things. I mean, uh, we didn't talk about this in the psychology of sending DMs section, but one of the things that I think intersects with this is that online dating has become, is it the preferred way that people date now? Or is it at least a big, it's it's a big portion of dating, correct? It, it really is, because if you listen to one of our favorite segments on the radio, Waiting by the Phone, right? It's almost all, every one of them is met on Tinder, met on Hinge. Right, they're whatever. all, not. it's not a blind date because it's not like, you know, you're setting me up with someone random, but it is someone that you've not usually it's, met in person. It's it, not It's not somebody you meet in the It's a heavily bar. shaded date. It may not be blind, but it's heavily shaded. Right. Um, I mean, online dating has changed the game of dating in general, and yeah. And you're looking at a quick picture of somebody and maybe looking at a couple stats of them, and you're just swiping. Yep. And I, I'll have to admit, I haven't dated in a long time. Same. And when my wife and I were dating, there wasn't – I didn't even have a phone. Yeah. I didn't have a cell phone. Right. Let alone a smartphone. We actually emailed or AOL instant message back yes. and forth. Set your away message. I'm at class now. Yep. Hit me up later. BRB. Oh, wow. Pa- parents looking over. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but I think online dating kind of intersects with this is that that is almost, if it's not the preferred way that people date, it's at least a big percentage of Oh, it's top three. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think people go out to bars, people go out to oh, social yeah. gatherings oh, yeah. and try to meet people. But you know what they're doing at the bar? Swipe, oh, swipe, the, swipe, swipe, swipe. And they're scrolling. They are. They're they are. scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was at a bar in the city last week watching... And it's in the West Loop, so there's, you know, a lot of young professionals down there. And and observing this, the gentleman that I was with, the three other gentlemen I was with, all 45 plus. And I commented, I'm like, look at all the people on their phones in this bar. And it blew their mind. They're like, dude, what are they doing? I'm like, swiping, man. Like, I are, they, are they all swiping or are they, they, they scrolling? You, you can see the thumbs moving either way. So it could be swiping, could be scrolling. To me, I see no difference, personally, because you're, all you're doing is you're just moving from co- piece of content to piece of content. Sure. And so it was, but it was interesting as they were observing. It's like, what does that mean? I'm like, to me, we, right now what they are doing, whatever it is, whether they're sliding DMs, whether they're looking at like, they are just playing the law of averages to find something they're going to like. It's all, to me, that's all that was. And it's such a short attention span. It's like, it you know, you can only look at something for so long. Um, and hey, you and I are on our phones a fair amount. We're doing um, it right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're using our phones as part of this podcast to read some things. Yep. But it is interesting, and I do it as well. When I'm at a family gathering, I try to just say, you know what? Mm-hmm. We've got children around. Let's try to, like, put my phone away until we've been there for the third hour, and I'm yep. getting kind of bored. Yeah, 301, there's Eric. Yeah, then, then we'll pull the phone out. <laughs> you know, we've talked about this before um, in our social media episode, but, you know, we can ask the question, is social media a good thing or a bad thing? 
Well, it creates good content. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for our podcast because that is. was one of our most downloaded episodes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I said this in the in the social media episode. Social media is not good or bad. It's simply a platform. That's all sure. it is. And you know how you use it. You know the person that, and I'll, I'll venture this too. The social media influencer who shows booty pics, you know, male or female, six times a week. And, you know, because of their Herbstrong discount code, you know, they get 5% of every sale and they're making a hundred grand a year because there's plenty of people who do that. Sure. We did talk about the people who are just getting discount codes. And I think this is probably less true of powerlifters and more true of fitness mm-hmm. people. But yep. yeah, there are, are just models. Yeah, I mean, there, there are right. true Instagram models that are making millions of dollars. They're making big money. Just like if you go on YouTube, there are YouTube video creators who, yeah. who are making money on God, it because fucking toy openers. You know, let's take a really quick sidebar. Dude. Um, So apparently YouTube toy videos have gotten so popular now that Hulu has paid some of the YouTube creators, Mm -hmm. and they're now featuring them on Hulu. Because my son was watching Hulu, which we just got, and he's watching what I'm very sure started off as a YouTube video. He's like, and we kind of have a rule that, like, I don't want him watching YouTube all the time. Yep. Um, he can watch TV when it's TV time, but I'd rather not him watch YouTube 24 seven yep. and he's watching Hulu. And sure enough, he's like, it's not YouTube. It's not YouTube, but Splitting yet, hairs there, kid. <laughs> but yet he's watching a video that originated on YouTube. Yeah. But, but so my, my point is, is it's neither good nor bad. It's simply a platform and you can use it for good. You can use it for bad too. Cause if you think about it, that is how, um, I'm going to use an extreme here. ISIS promotes their videos and their propaganda via Twitter and other social media platforms. Sure. And so it is simply just like money is in general. It is just a tool. It's just a hammer at the end of the day. Now, here's the question. Um, Is there, even if we say social media can be positive and let's say somebody like me who has a business and I do get great, like when I post that a meet is coming up on Facebook Mm -hmm. and I put up a meet event page and I post that the meat is filling up. There's only three spots left. Um, I, I will say, as soon as I post meat registration on Facebook and Instagram, probably within a couple hours, I get people that sign up. Yes. Yeah. So from a business perspective, social media is engagement a, is a great way for me to get my message out to people. Right. Um, but is there too much? Especially, is there too much for you personally? There can be, yes. And I think, you know, we mentioned it here in, in the notes is that, you know, there's the 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 downside to it, again, it's how you use social media, is you think of like cyberbullying. You think about like just the ability for people to never be disconnected, ever. Sure. And that's it's a massive issue. Yeah. No. Because, you, you know, and I don't think I'll, I'll use the bullying as the example. You used to be able to, you know, you get bullied at school because I won't name any names, but maybe you're short and you got big ears and, um, you know, you play soccer and then that's it. Um, <laughs> again, it's just very random, you know, uh, individual. Or how about if you're just short and really, really skinny? Yeah. And, and you get made fun of, you know, because of those kinds of things. You got home and, and you were safe. You're in your safe zone, right? Now you open up any of your social media because you want to look at, hey, I want to see what the Bears posted on uh, sure. on their Instagram or, or on their uh, Snapchat. And what do I get? Hey, dork, still picking up a signal with your ears? You know, stuff like that. Like, I, I couldn't imagine having to deal with that right now. Right. Healthline.com had a report that said that 
Social media increases depression and loneliness. The more you use social media, the more likely you are to be depressed and lonely. Now, if you don't understand how studies work, you have to kind of look at how it's set up. And there is a difference between correlation and causation. And mm-hmm. let's break that down. Anybody it, seen the Matrix? <laughs> it could just be that people who tend to be depressed and lonely use social media more often because mm-hmm. they're depressed and they're lonely and they're trying to connect. It doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that using social media makes you, that causes you mm-hmm. to be more depressed and more lonely. But I, right. I, I think the truth is probably somewhere between those two. I think there's probably some causation and some correlation. Yeah, I, I think you're right because there's there is there's that fear of missing out. There's that uh was it FOMO is what the kids call it. Uh, yeah. And and that is an important thing to think about as you think about, you know, cuz I, I mean, your kids at some point will probably be asking you about social media and hey, can we engage on this, you know, and we've had that conversation and um generally I don't regret it. However, there are times I do. Yeah, uh I read a report by somebody we've talked about before mm-hmm. where he talked about, you know, why there is more mental health issues with younger people now. And there's the bullying that you talked about. Yep. Um, there's, there's a number of things that go into it, but one of his recommendations was do not allow your children to get a social media account until they're in high school. He said middle school is so challenging already yep. taking out social media. And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. This was an expert's uh, opinion. Mm-hmm. And another one was, you know, not letting your child have a cell phone in the room at night saying, okay, at night, let's take your phone, let's charge it. And I'll give you an alarm clock to wake you up instead of using your phone. Yep. Um, because again, it's it, like you said, it's hard when you're constantly connected to this device mm-hmm. that you could connect to. I mean, almost, I could pick up my phone in my hand right now and connect to almost anybody in the world. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can right now, if I wanted to, I could WhatsApp. To people in England, sure, immediately, and it, boom, message goes out. Right now, the now the flip side of that, what I like about it, and again, you you should always try to. I'm not trying to convince anybody either way. What I love is that my children now have access to a, a deep amount of information that you know they would get on the internet, but they have it access you know via their phones and via social media a little more intimate when it comes to the things that they enjoy. Something like with Lily with gymnastics, with Austin with movies and you know, he has learned more about the movie industry via, you know, his phone and not just like the facts about, you know, how movies are, uh, you know, certain movies like, you know, Star Wars were made, like the ins and outs of how, you know, movies go into production and how stuff gets through like he's learned that through just, you know, being on online and, and um even connecting with people via social media that have helped him find where to find this information. Sure. And so that to me is a great, huge positive. And we talked about this in our uh, first social media episode, and I talked about this in my origin story, how I found out about powerlifting through the internet. Yep. I was able to connect to a niche community of people yep. that uh, pointed me to people right in my own town I didn't even know were there. Right. And was able to get into a sport that I'm still into this day. So there, there's, like you said, it's neither positive nor negative, and... I think that it's like a drug. You're trying to... It literally is a drug. <laughs> you're trying to maximize the benefits and you're trying to minimize the side effects. Because there is there are studies too, and I don't have all the information behind it, but that the engagement with social media can actually, you know, create, you know, dopamine production, which sure. you know, is, is, it is a drug. It's part of, you know, the, the 
um, the CNS system. And so that, you know, with the dopamine going in there and, and, and causing the, the, the reactions that it does, you get those it, likes, you get those thumbs yeah, up, you get excited, man. You get those views. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's a different kind of high. I think when we go back to our original premise of the episode, who's slipping your DMs, mm-hmm. there is, I mean, I think we've all messaged, even if it's just a text message, even if we're taking out of context yeah. of social media, we've all messaged with somebody and there's kind of that excitement of like sending them something that's, you know, maybe a little bit racy and then you're waiting for their response or just sending them anything and no, Eric, I've never done that. Why? Why do you bring this up? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that you send somebody a message and it's like, you know, getting a response, even if it's a via email, even yeah. if it's a text message, there's some excitement on getting a response and mm-hmm. like that that wait and that anticipation. Yep. And then you send them something, and in this case you got dudes sending a thousand girls who all have the hashtag girls who lift. Yep. Hashtag Sending them all, hey, you look great today. Hashtag booty. <laughs> and I, I think when you when you talk about how there is that plausibility of maybe exaggerating depression or exaggerating loneliness, well, what what are people posting on social media most of the time? There are people. There's exceptions to this, but a lot of time what people are posting is their highlights of their life. Yeah. Most of the time, now there's some people who post everything that goes wrong in their life, and it's. It's on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook, they're posting like these super long essays about all the things that are going wrong. Or the vague booking. So mad right now. Right, yeah. Don't months. even talk to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, the, the flip side of that is people who post pictures of their vacations. Yeah. And they're posting their the the one picture of their family where they're not, you know, like... All choking each other all out. All choking each other yeah, out. And they're yeah. posting the great things. Or the the... Insta famous lifter who took like a two day vacation to some tropical island and took like a million pictures. Yep. And every couple of days they're dripping out another one of these photos of them in a bikini. And it's like they're on a vacation every week. Like, yep. no, they went on one vacation. They're yeah. just, they just keep slowly, re- they just slowly release two, those. Two days of content, baby. You know, flashback Friday to my yes. favorite vacation in the Bahamas. Throwback Thursday, way back Wednesday, tossback Tuesday. Ooh, I never heard Tossback Tuesday. Yep. Sail back Saturday. Mm, I, I've mostly heard like uh, Thursday, Thursday, and yeah. uh, well, Thursday, Thursday. That's when all these DMs are going on. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> so, do you think there's a happy medium, Bane, for social media? I, I I do, and so so think about all this, right? And, and I'll I'll think about myself as an example because I, I I engage in social media. I've got you know. Uh, yeah, I do as well. Facebook and, and the Instagrams, and you know, we we together kind of curate the Strength and Anger podcast and Instagram. Please subscribe uh, to that as well. Uh, you know, give us some likes; it would be appreciated. So, for me, it's anything that goes on there, anything I engage in, it's got to be something that if if my boss walked up and saw what I was looking at, there's no question. Like he's gonna say, "Okay, why why Instagram work?" Well, duh, because that's what I do. Uh, but he, it's not going to be a dude. That's that's not okay, like at all. Whether I posted it, whether I whether I put a message, like well, a how about I was at, or, I was at the Bears game, scrolling through Instagram before the game was starting, yep. and the picture of Larry Wheels and his girlfriend. Oh my god! And the, and the dude behind me is like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" <laughs> this was the one where Larry Wheels well, he was, shoved her into the garbage chute or whatever. Um, no, this was the one where he was acting like he was pregnant, sticking his belly out. Oh, that one, yeah, 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 so. um, y- yeah. So, 
there is a happy medium where it's just you 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 yeah you're gonna post the highlights of your life you don't need big explanations but just have fun with it that's literally it, the stuff you see on there is it, it you just you have to be able to create moderation with it sure and, and that's you don't need to do a post every day you don't like to me you you just have to just take take a step back and realize it's all bullshit well and going back again to our premise about dms and females mm-hmm. you know is there a place for finding a female on social media i mean so let me tell you a story about that okay i'm glad so, i brought it up somebody we both know okay we'll let them remain anonymous because i have not cleared it with them this is an individual who female powerlifter and a guy from a foreign country slid in her dms okay and they are now engaged. Wow. And this is obviously a process. It wasn't, you know, sure it wasn't married, immediate. you know. But yeah, he slid in. He he said probably a lot of these things like that we see, like, hey, uh, you look beautiful or you're all, you know, kept it very low key. And then it turned into what Progressed. it is now. Turned. Well, and in a vacuum, sending somebody a nice message that like, hey, I, I liked your picture. Yeah. And saying, you know. I'm I'm a single man. Are you a single woman? Yeah. There's and, there's and nothing I, inherently I, wrong with that. If, no. I, if I remember from the story, it was like, hey, this is a shot in the dark. I would love to get to know you better. I'm single. It seems like you are too. And that was it. And she chose to respond. And we laugh about the the, the DMs we read earlier because you know you got thirsty thirsty dudes oh, that are sending gosh, yeah. literally a DM to the same girl with literally no response most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time they get no response. Yep. Um, this individual that sent me many of these DMs, I mean, she has quite literally hundreds oh my gosh. of requests for DMs that yeah. she never looks at. Because I think on Instagram, you can see when somebody has read your messages, correct? Uh, cor- if you accept it, you can. So, so that's the thing. is She doesn't have – she can read through them. So okay. Let's see if I got one here. Oh, I don't. Uh, oh, actually, no, I do. So so this story here that, mm-hmm. I, that I reshared – I saw the request come in. I'm like, oh, God, what is this? Because normally this type of name would be a bot. It sure. It would be something real. So I opened it. Those are the only DMs I get are from bots. Yeah, well, it says a lot about you. Um, I mean, I, I get either bots or... or should I post more shirtless selfies like yeah. JJ underscore fitness 13 does? Totally should. Totally should. Okay. Um, and we'll talk about superior handoffs with those shirtless selfies. Uh, so, yeah, so I saw this one and opened it up. So I hit accept, and then it'll show that I've seen it. I can, ah. I can hit block or deny. Sure. And I can still see the message, but I'll, it never shows them that I saw it. So, yeah, it, there maybe is a acceptable range. Like, I mean, there's nothing necessarily inherently wrong with sending a random message to somebody. But when it becomes, you know, obsessive every two weeks, mm-hmm. you've got your hit up of about 100 girls that you keep trying to, to get with that you don't even know mm-hmm. or that maybe you do know and you, you know. You're curious. <laughs> You're curious. Um, this this is kind of an offshoot, Bane, but infidelity is certainly intertwined with yep. this topic. Correct? Yep. It is. I think infidelity has been around. You know, it's like they talk about prostitution as the world's oldest profession. I think infidelity is the world's oldest, well, second oldest in murder. Sure. Can't any old, baby. <laughs> uh, Touche. So, yeah, infidelity has always been there. Do you think electronic media, social media, mm-hmm. electronic communication yep. exaggerate exaggerates that ability to easily 
communicate with somebody if you're just, you know, kind of not feeling your relationship or 100%. you're going through a, a rough time. 100%. I, I can't disagree. And if you are communicating with somebody electronically, and hey, that doesn't mean that you're kissing them or having sex with them or going on a date with them, but I, I think you can make a reasonable argument that if you're significant, if you wouldn't want to show the message to your significant other, you're probably not doing something that's optimal for your relationship. Whether yep. it's whether it is quote cheating or not, I, I guess it depends on your definition of the word cheating. But it's certainly not optimal for your relationship. Correct. Correct. It is very unhealthy. So because yeah. here because here's the thing that DM comes out if we started naming names. Right. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah. We don't. We want to get some some social media clout by name and names. Oh boy! No, we're, we're not going to do that. We are not. We are not going to. Yeah. We're not going to do that um, because we just want to talk about the topic, not the individuals. Yes. Yes. It's processes, not people. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is that's uh, that's a part of it. Is that I think you know it's so easy to send a. I mean, I could while we're ta- while I'm talking right now, I could take my phone out. I could find raw. S- raw we're talking raw. Raw. Uh, while we're talking, I could find a female on Instagram and send her a direct message, say, hey, you look great, baby. Yeah. And there's, there, again. And, and, and here's, how it's, here's how weird it's gotten with DMs. You asked me about DMing my daughter. Yeah. When, when we were talking about helping out at the, at the meet, you asked me about DMing her because, like, hey, dude, she's 14. I don't want to make it weird. <laughs> yes. And, and, yeah, because she had DMed me to say, hey, I'd like to help with the next meet. Yep, correct. And I'm like, hey, it's Bane's 14-year-old daughter. So I don't know if he wants me communicating with her on social media. I'm sure she doesn't have an email, and no. I don't have her phone number, so no. I don't know how else to communicate with her. It's like when I complain about how I can't get a hold of millennial lifters to get them to fill out their Google Docs form because right. they don't read their emails, and they don't. They, I can't call them on the phone because they don't respond to voice. Nope. Like It's funny that we call this a phone nah. because people over the this age... This is a data box. People, people under the age of 30 don't even use it as a telephone anymore. No. Oh. This is so far different than the thing you and I used to grab from the wall and hit numbers on. Yep. I mean, it's a different world what we have now versus when we were kids. And it was like fancy when we had the cordless phone that we could walk around the house. Yeah, 100%. So It's, it's, it's totally different. So totally is. DM, DMs have changed the game, man. They have. Uh, anything else to add on this uh, very vast topic of females and social media? Stay the hell out of my daughter's DMs. Gosh, not, not you, but well, yeah. I, I'll only DM. <laughs> I will only DM your daughter if I'm asking her to work a meet. And and that again, let's please never state it that way again. A powerlifting meet to uh, <laughs> to assist with the expedition of uh, attempts by lifters at a powerlifting. All right, meet. to to volunteer <laughs> at a powerlifting contest. Oh, That's God. like when lifters will will post like their training logs online, yep. and they'll say meat prep started, and instead of M E E T, they'll say M E A T. Well, I do have that on my profile. I'm uh, hashtag powerlifting meat. Of course, you do. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna switch gears next week, and I almost was gonna was gonna have this be the episode this week, but we had such good content oh, with, God, with these DMs yes. that I thought we had to go through. We've talked about this episode for a while, yeah. So I felt we needed to hit it while we had the content fresh in our minds. That we did. Um, but post running, you know, yet another I think fairly successful powerlifting meet this Seems last like weekend. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the logistics of running a powerlifting meet. And I think probably no better person to interview me on that than a man who works in logistics. Yep. 
Um, now, he doesn't work in logistics of powerlifting meets, but I think... I've been involved in plenty of them. I think when we start to get into it, I think uh, Bain will find that you know his experience in logistics of what he does for a living, there's a lot of you know crossover between that and what we do yep. in running a powerlifting meet. I, I'd be inclined to agree. So with that... I'd say that is all for the day. This is Eric Stone signing out. Strength and anger.